Whiskey bikini. Whiskey bikini. Whiskey bikini. Whiskey bikini. Welcome to the Whiskey Bikini Suspense Show. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Whiskey Bikini Suspense Show, uh, our semi-regular or you know, pretty regular podcast, which comes out from the east and the west. And we, you know, we talk about horror films, we're talking about cult horror films, new horror, old horror, you know, black magic, whiskey, everything. And you know, please check out our radio play episodes as well about Mojo in the Corridor of Blood. We've also got loads of other episodes, so you know you can find us on all the usual podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google, everything. And please check us out on social media. You can follow Whiskey Bikini there too. We're a film production company working in the UK and across Asia. And yeah, follow us on social media and you'll never miss any news. So here we go for this new episode. And yeah, I'm joined as usual by Cub, veteran Hong Kong filmmaker, co-founder of Whiskey Bikini, and my very good friend. So how you doing, Cub? Happy Halloween. Yeah, hi everyone. Yeah, welcome to our first Halloween episode. It is our first. Uh, yeah. we should, it is. Wish <laughs> everyone would experience an unforgotten and frantic Halloween. <laughs> and I hope this will not be your last Halloween, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and James told me that we will record a Halloween program for the pockets. And I certainly agree, but I don't realize that uh, he's, he's saying recording it on Halloween day, <laughs> I thought it was a Halloween program, <laughs> and and it turns to turn out to be our Halloween activities. And, and okay, that doesn't mm-hmm. matter. <laughs> so basically, I, I want to talk about a little bit in, uh, about Halloween in yeah. Hong Kong. Yeah, basically, we what we understood about Halloween is a Western festival day for celebration and join and get around. Yeah. Mm. And I always confused about what is the actual Halloween day. Mm. <laughs> I never know it was it was yesterday or today. And then <laughs> after checking the Wikipedia, and it was it should be today, right? Yeah, today's Halloween, twenty first, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's uh, we never know that it was Halloween means uh, Hallow Eve. Yes, <laughs> All Hallows Eve. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, hello, and then the next day will be All Saints Day or or mm-hmm. All Halloween Day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get ninety percent of Hong Kong people have no concept about it. That's any of <laughs> your friends, as any of your friends, I... friends of yours will celebrate the the festival after Halloween. Uh, I mean, the All Saints. No, I, to be honest, I, I I don't think too many people. Younger people in the West probably know much about the actual, you know, Halloween being All Hallows Eve and then All Saints Day. I don't think most people know too much about it anymore. It's more just, you know, kind of American style Halloween, sort of partying, celebrating, dressing up, you know, drinking, watching horror films, everything. I don't think too many people really think about the old, you know, the old meanings of what Halloween, what, what Halloween is. So even your family didn't, didn't, didn't celebrate next day. Yeah. Uh, no, not not All Saints Day. Anything. It, it's never. Even when I was young and stuff, I, I don't remember us ever doing anything for you know for All Saints Day. It was always just something for you know something for Halloween. You know, going out, guising. 
which is what we would call you know trick or treating, and we call it guising in yep. Scotland. So we'd do that, and you know, we'd carve turnip lanterns instead of a pumpkin lantern. So you know, it used to be quite different here, but now it's a lot more American style, I think. Yeah, all we will remember in Halloween is the the murdering, and. Uh, <laughs> And the chest running, right? <laughs> and the girl scream. And the girl scream. Yeah. I, I, I find out that there's a, uh, the Asian folklore festival in mid July. Right. Okay. It's very, this very same concept of uh, like the Halloween. Mm. It was known as a ghost festival in Southeast Asia mm. and Hong Kong. And mm. Hong Kong. Mm. Uh, the day when, when, the hell, when the hell opens its gates. Mm -hmm. And allows the ghosts visit the livings, the livings. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what. But basically, I don't. I wonder what God will do on that on that night, on the <laughs> Halloween day. Is it is it on holiday ship or or uh... on God more <laughs> or <laughs> just on God what monitoring the civilian camera, preventing ghosts commit any crime? I don't know. So what did he do? What did he do? <laughs> I don't know, but it's got you know Halloween has these other um, other sort of meanings, you know, the, the old Celtic traditions, uh, like Halloween yeah. would be called, you know, what, Samhain was the original name for Halloween festival. And we don't, there's not too much record, you know, from those days, you know, so, so long ago, the Druids and, and the Celts and everything. But it seemed to be some kind of festival. Uh, and then like a lot of things when, you know, when Christian tradition came to different countries and stuff, they would just take some of the old, some of these pagan festivals and they would just kind of, you know, use them. So that's where probably maybe All Saints Day came from and Halloween. Because Halloween really, as All Saints Day, it wasn't originally something which was supposed to be like ghosts and spooky and everything like that. It was just supposed to be a day, yeah, where, you know, the, the line between life and death was more blurred. So you, could, so you could talk to people or, you know, you, you might get visits from people, everything, which is why you, you would carve the lanterns to, to have lights to, get, to kind of guide them, guide them home. And everything and i guess that just gradually okay. grew into something like ghosts or spookiness and but no and then people just forgot the all saints day part and it just became that aspect of halloween but as you know we don't really know what the the old sort of samhain thing for the druids and the celts used to be maybe it was some sacrifices some you know because this yeah, would probably be autumn. it could be i, do, I, I don't know because uh, there's no records of it really so but it's yeah. that kind of time now where you know autumn is here properly so it, it might they had a lot of it is they had a lot of rituals and uh, festivals, sacrifices, everything, which were to do with the, you know, the ending of the seasons. So Indeed. if this is like, because this is as well, like the, you know, we had a great confusion for this podcast because the, the UK clocks changed by one hour uh, because it's the end of, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's the end of British summertime, which is just confuses the hell out of everyone. Because do they go forwards? Do they go backwards? What does it mean? So I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think there's probably like a lot of other stuff for Halloween and Samhain everything which we we don't really know about but it's you know it's forgotten largely forgotten now and it's just the the partying the dressing up the horror films which is still you know that's still cool I find out the topic, the same topic of uh, what God will do when something went wrong with mm. the collaboration of the livings and goals, it, mm. which is which is similar <laughs> to the film reveal of, uh, of of 
of a Halloween program. That's true. Yeah, we, we are we are talking about a film with spirits and with the uh, you know contact between the living and the dead and the other world and deities and everything. So it's yeah, it's a pretty good, pretty fitting choice uh, for this film we have, uh, the medium, which is um, we'll, we'll talk a lot more about it now. But you know, it's a sort of Thai Korean production. It's a found footage film, which is another thing you know we we, we talk about and look at quite a lot. Found footage. Um, it's been yes, but it's definitely one of the more talked about horror films of the last year or so. It's played a lot of festivals around the world, and it's it did very well in the Korean box office, and it's it's on Shutter now, as well. So I guess a lot of people are going to get a chance to get a chance to watch it. And I think yeah, it, it's a very interesting film in a lot of ways, which which we'll get into uh, and which tie into these different subjects about the spirits and how we deal with them, as well as just about the technical side of the film uh, ourselves. And so I think. We've got you know, slightly different opinions about it, which we can talk about. Okay, so just to say a bit about the film. So as we said, like it's a co-production between South Korea, which is the company Showbox, which um, you know is one of the biggest South Korean production companies. And if you've seen any Korean films for the last however many decades, you'll have seen the Showbox logo uh, and the Thailand company uh, GDH five five nine. And so this is this is where I run into a little bit of trouble, and you can probably help me. With this cup because I can't pronounce Thai names at all. So it's directed by Banjon. I, I can't pronounce it. I, I can't pronounce it. I can't pronounce it. It's better. I mean, you've worked in Thailand on films a lot. So I mean, if that's if you say that, I, I think we'll go with your pronunciation. It's definitely yeah, going better than mine. <laughs> the, the Thai names are the, they are family name. The official name was always too long to pronounce and to communicate so they always mm. have a nickname okay a nickname just like um ben Pen, mm -hmm. something like that so we, okay. we 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 never remember their their real name <laughs> <laughs> that's fine so okay well, we, well we'll just refer to him as banjong anyway um but he you know he'd had a couple of big hits before with films like shutter and alone which he he co-directed with uh you know park boom uh Wong Pum, who, so they were very popular films, and he he also did a bunch of other stuff, um, Forbia, PMAC, and others. And you know, we'll talk a bit more about this later as well. But he was one of the the main Thai directors in the early two thousands doing horror uh, when Asian horror was really big around the world and in the West after the success of films like Ring and everything from Japan. But the medium was all it was produced and written by uh, Nahon Jing, who's a, he's a Korean director who's he's probably one of the most acclaimed. Korean genre directors of the last while doing stuff like The Chaser, The Yellow Sea, and The Wailing, which is a horror we're, going to, we're definitely going to talk more about because it's about shamanism, folk horror, which, you know, is actually very similar in a lot of ways to the medium. So, But the story itself, it's just classic kind of found footage style. And uh, without going too much into the details, it's basically, as usual, there's a documentary film crew and they're uh, they're making a doc about shamanism and they're, they're following around this old female shaman and a in a small rural village and she's possessed by the spirit of a local deity uh, but you know it, it seems to be a nice god or a nice spirit and you know she helps out people in the village plays a big part in the community so it, it's not really a bad thing for her to be a shaman uh, and possessed in this way but it's like an honor which is passed down through her family though when she was young her sister was supposed to get the spirit but rejected it uh, and as the the documentary crew follow her around her the sister's daughter starts acting really strangely and, you know, at first you think it's maybe okay, she's just next in line to get the spirit. But then, you know, things take a, t a turn for the sinister. Uh, the daughter starts acting really weird and destructively. And, 
yeah, of course, you know, the crew and everyone else very slowly sort of figures out that something is probably not right. Do you like the film? Um, yeah, it's okay. I, I don't love it. I, I think it's. <laughs> I, I got a lot of problems with the film. I mean, you know, maybe we can. Yeah, a lot of problems. Uh, I do. I, I think a lot of it comes from my love for found footage what I find wrong with it but uh, I think but there's good you know I think let's start with the positives just just to be to be nice about things okay. first so <laughs> so, <laughs> so you liked it more than me I think so you can start what, what did you like about it the most well uh, for the for the good point right for mm -hmm. the good side well I I will see it as more like a doc, docudrama than a found footage mm -hmm. to me to me the videos have well designed it arrangement and then they're recorded uh primitively mm -hmm. so i like the rule and i like the uh the ritual performance mm -hmm. although it's not very detailed at all mm -hmm. and I, I don't know why perhaps of the censorship or or the thai people didn't want to show everything could be um, yeah and the the ritual performance wasn't uh, the, the film wasn't very dramatic as hong kong movies you know yeah it, it but it it did enhance a uh, mystery of the oriental black magic to the whole movie. Sure. Yeah. It's true. And then the next, the next topic is about, uh, I must say that I, I was feeling very surprised about the, the, the censorship of the, of the Thai movie of this movie at all. Mm. I must say the new, the nudity. In the movie, in the movie, in the movie, was rarely seen in Thai movies. Yes, yes, you know, definitely. They, they used they used to have a, a what I know because I'm spending time in Thailand for years. I knew that they used to have a written rules on handling nudity and sex factors. As mm. a matter of fact, Thai film censorship uh, is always conserv conservative. Mm. Not sure if this would be the same. I'm not sure that. This version we're watching is it the same cinema version screening in Thai? That's a good I'm not point. Sure. I, yeah, yeah I, I completely completely agree. I, I was very surprised. Yeah. I mean, it's not you know as well as the nudity there. There's which is not a huge amount, but there is it's enough to be there. And there's also a couple of like sex scenes, which is unusual is. as well. And and no, I I thought exactly the same thing. I was really surprised to see that. And you're right. I, I think maybe you know, maybe there was a different version screened in Thai cinemas. If not, then that's the first Thai horror film I've seen, which actually has, you know, full nudity. I haven't seen it. I've never seen another one. So, right. yeah, and, I was quite surprised I, by I, that. I believe a pure Thai investment movies would be more subtle on handling mm. nudity and, uh, and the hardcore scenes, you know. So yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah totally. maybe Maybe this one was a Thai-Korean co-production. Yeah. So they were yeah. they are target target to worldwide distribution. So, so it, 
the result is like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Complete, completely, completely agree. It must have just have been. I mean, that's one of the things for co-production. You you can always agree you'll produce two versions or three versions, like international version, and Thai yeah. version. So I guess it must be that. Yeah, and the Thai uh, and Thai movies, for my understanding, in Thai movies, Thai movies directors when Hong Kong director has something in common, they would digest mm. ideas from foreign culture and okay. fuse it into the films, right? Mm-hmm. So it it's this is different from a uh, copycat. The idea yeah, was oh, yeah, blended sure. with their yeah was blended with their uh, regional culture, mm-hmm. creating a fusion of uh, east meets west. Okay, yeah. and improvise a strong smell of exotic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, I don't. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I do like the fact that it deals with the. You know, as a found footage film, I like the fact that it deals with this kind of like this. Um, Thai, Thai. I'm not going to call it religion or magic, but that sort of Thai spiritual, supernatural side, the mm. shamanism theme, um, and it, you know, it does feel like you know they put quite a lot of effort, at least into 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 that sort of side of the film. It's not very detailed, like you said, but there's quite a lot of action. There's quite a lot of rituals, so I thought that part of it was good, and I guess as well because it's a co-production, um, you get. I think you get a lot more nice sort of visuals. For it as well, because maybe right. maybe some things you know, the, like the landscapes and you know, a bit touristy, uh, I, I guess, but that's not a bad thing. So it was clearly seemed to be more towards the international market because for a local Thai audience, they don't really need to see all those like tourist landscape shots and everything quite so much. Uh, it doesn't have that same exotic kind of feel, but you know, and it's a, yeah, a they, big. They don't really th- have some landscape. They- yeah, it, it looks good like that, but as I found. You know, a big fan of found footage that I am. Um, you know, I, I fully admit most found footage films are really badly made mm. and, and like zero budget. It, so, it, so this looks better. So, it looks much. It looks much nicer than most most final footage films. It's a much more professional, nice looking production like that, which I thought was a good thing about it. It is, but uh, for for my concept of found footage films, it should be much more primitive and Mm-mm-mm. you know broken. Broken is, is oh, be yep, yep. Un- yeah, it should be incomplete, and there's a lot of uh, <laughs> damaging. <laughs> it's, uh, this is quite, this is quite this is quite well developed, well, well prepared. Eh? Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll I'll talk a bit more about that later, and that's that's one of my that's my biggest problem with the film. But yeah, I'll I'll, I'll mention yeah. that when I when I start complaining, I'll get into that. Okay, we're gonna keep on the good things, then. and for <laughs> the uh, for the director, yeah, yeah. it was well. It was surely well well directed movie. Yeah. It was well directed yeah. movie. Yeah, although I'm not a big fan of uh, Benjo, mm. but I, I I was surprised that I watched almost all of his uh, horror feature films. Mm-hmm. He has a good quality control on script all the time. Yeah, and yeah. and and he's not just relying on jump scare tactics. True, he will true. be patiently carving the horror, mm. rapidly building the climax of the story. I, of course, everyone will remember the the unforgettable funeral of uh, Sutter. Yeah. Sutter is is yeah. amazing, right? Mm, it's got a good it's got a good ending uh, for Shutter. Yeah, his perspective on horror focus on the opinionated angle of people. I think. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The medium, the medium. Uh, give me some uh, hints of he is mocking the people, misunderstood. Extending the supernatural power. 
mm-hmm. and he's taking their curse as a gift. True. Or, or yeah. they have, yeah, they have bad handling on on the collaboration with the spirit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, with according to the Benjo's movie, what mm-hmm. what which movie do you like most? Um, I mean, I haven't seen his romance ones. Um, which not normally. I, I haven't seen. I haven't seen it all, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're the audience for those, really. But uh, I mean, Shutter is great. But um, uh, Shutter came at such an interesting time, where, where there was all these, you know, so many of these films yeah. after Ring, after Sixth Sense, and everything. Um, so it right. was probably it was one of the first Thai horror films which I saw uh, back in what two thousand and four, yeah. I think it was. So yeah. Shutter was a great film there. Um, the American remake of it. Was I, I find the interesting thing about the American remake is I don't understand why they didn't maybe get Banjong to direct it because they, they had the Japanese right. director did the remake like uh, you know, know Masayuki Ochai who did a lot of good films in Japan he did uh, Infection or Kanzen the Japanese name uh-huh. some like sequels to Jew on the Grudge so he was a really good director and you know the the Shutter US remake of course is unsurprisingly terrible so it's probably a good thing for Banjong he didn't direct that but I think my favorite yeah. film from his horror stuff was Alone. I think Alone was really, really good. The second one, okay. uh, you know, after uh, after Shudder, which was, you know, it doesn't really have much of a plot. It's just about crazy twins and everything. Right, but right. I thought that right. even though there was no plot, I thought that helped because by that, I think it's like 2000 and late 2000s, 2007, mm-hmm. 2009, something. Right. So by that time, that... most people were kind of bored of the, the usual sort of Asian ghost story. So that did something a bit different. Um, didn't make any sense, but it had some really good visual and good scares, everything. So I think Alone yeah. was my favorite film of his. Yeah, I'm okay with the film because uh, that's the time when I was staying in Thailand. Okay. So I watch it. <laughs> yeah, oh, and uh, and the lead role, Marsha, mm. was one of my favorite uh, female singer by that time. Oh, that's right. There's a singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. She plays both the parts, yeah. isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, his voice is is quite sexy and all. <laughs> uh, anyhow, and uh, I think from the, I think Benjo has tried numerous treatments on horror. He did not yeah. have a distinctively directed signature on mm-hmm. on his work. Right, everything sure. was designated to individual stories. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he's the director after watching the P P Mac. <laughs> uh, there's so many so many versions of that though. I, I don't know. I don't know who was the director. I can't. Yeah, I'm watching it. I can't remember which version is his because there's so many PMAC films. So I can't remember which one he actually did. Oh, I know the one. The, the one with uh, I don't know Marco or something. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I watched the original one. ฮะแต่ถ้าหากวัญญาอยากมาเข่ามาเที่ยวมันอีหลีมึงเสียจังไหนอ่ะหู้มันบอกว่ามันเก่งสภาพอีหมิงตอนนี้นะก็คือยัง
easy, quick things to say about it before I start complaining about the found footage. Uh, it's far too long. It's over two <laughs> hours. You, you know why? Okay. Uh, whether you call it found footage, docudrama, and everything, and I think you're. I agree with you on that. It feels much more like a sort of <laughs> docudrama thing. But over two hours, uh, and there's large parts of it where nothing, nothing actually happens. You know, during <laughs> it, it's true. Which, if in a shorter film, that's completely fine. But for something which is like two hours ten minutes, you, you know, it's way too long for that kind of thing. Uh, and the story, the storytelling. And the, the pacing, like the speed, it, it just up and down all the way. It just wanders around the story. It doesn't even too make, make too much sense, even if you're familiar with this kind of um, possession film or this kind of shamanism film. Mm. Uh, and we'll talk about The Wailing uh, shortly, but it just doesn't, this, the story is just not very focused or tight in that respect. And that just doesn't fit the found footage form. Found footage, the most important thing for any found footage is you have to be at least a bit believable as a fake documentary yeah. or as like a, oh, we just found this camera because everybody died. And this one makes no sense at all. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense as a documentary. It doesn't make sense as a found footage. It's, you go through all the different found footage cliches. You know, we get some Blair Witch where you're just running around with a camera like, ah. You get Paranormal yeah. Activity where they set up CCTV cameras. Then you get yeah. the, the like TV documentary style with all the landscape stuff and everything. So if this is a real found footage film, who edited it? And, you know, who, did, did the ghost edit it? What who edited it? I mean, not going to say what <laughs> happens exactly at the end of the film, but who edited the film? You know, who added the music right. to the film? It's just not believable as found footage. And that's... Right. It's a shame because the different... If, to me, it feels like three different films in one. Uh I think if it either been Paranormal Activity, Blair Witch, or this kind of docudrama, the ghost report type thing, I think it would have been fine. Uh, but this kind of mixing of the three of them, uh, and the fact that it's it's so long, over two hours and stuff, I, I it just doesn't make <laughs> doesn't make sense. Because you you were saying before, um, and I completely agree, found footage stuff should be more primitive. It should have mistakes. Drop the camera, you're shaking. You, you know, right. it doesn't have that. But it combines some of that with proper expensive looking national geographic <laughs> discovery channel shooting so you can't re you can't really combine them uh, unless right, again have, uh... if it was short i wouldn't care if it was like one okay. hour 20 minutes it's fine i forgive but for two hours 10 minutes i start getting bored and i start looking and criticizing more and more <laughs> yes. they have excessive uh, camera angles yes for fun footage. and it was and then it turns out like uh, presenting numerous uh, YouTube paranormal videos. Exactly. It, 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 it sounds like some of our our conversations about our haunted pub program and everything discussing the different treatments, you know. And it's, it's almost yeah. like they, they couldn't decide which one was best, so they just tried everything. They just try everything, too. Uh, it's, it's too it's too too many informations. Yeah. Just like the Blair Watch project, huh? They have insufficient information blended with unclear images, mm -mm. and then you will, and then that that leaves a lot of rooms for audience to imagine yes. or to feel feels in their mm -mm. own fear. Mm -mm. But this one, this one, this show everything. Yeah, it was like a, it's like, like, like a Discovery Channel program. Exactly, exactly, man. and that's and that's for me was the biggest problem with it. Um, it is. And it's, you know, and what I said was a good thing before, you know, the cinematography can be very nice in some parts and everything, but that just doesn't, doesn't fit with the found footage or the drama, th the docudrama thing. It's... Right. So I would say they were trying to Im imitate a documentary only. 
Or they just didn't, and I think not just them, but a lot of people who do found footage and stuff don't really bother to learn about how found footage actually works. I mean, you see this in loads of these ones. Um, and it's just a shame this one for, you know, which probably has a bigger budget than most found, than all found footage. And, it, you know, it's quite big director, big producer, international co-production. It's just a shame that they didn't spend a bit more time to, you know, make a proper use of the found footage form. Because I think if you took this film and you cut it down to like, say 90 minutes, 80 minutes, then, you know, you've got a much better film. The, yeah, for the for the whole thing, whether good or bad, uh, while we watch many, it's uh, sometimes just like your complaint is is nothing new and, and yeah. something that uh, you know, you know, it's all all elements. But mm -mm -mm. for me, uh, we watch we we are big fan of horror films and we yeah. watch many horror films in many years mm -mm. we we wouldn't mind we wouldn't mind watching any cliche or old no, fashion i mean that's true yeah it's true but, but we but we want to see how you present it with your perspective yeah, rather than just follow it mm. and, and fill up fill up the movie right that's true man. and i think but i think that that's kind of the difference for this film because most of the time a lot of the time, right, when we were watching horror films and stuff, we are just watching it on Netflix or something like that. Right. But, you know, we don't maybe have such high hope. We just know it's horror, we're just going to watch it. But for, for this film, like, plays so many film festivals around the world. Gets bought by Shudder, gets released, you know, it's been bought by lots of countries around the world. So it just feels like it should be less cliched for, for a film that's actually getting selected into these quite quite good, mm -hmm. quite big film festivals and, and stuff. Where, where it's so much of it you know we'll have seen a million times before uh the, the possession stuff the play even all the different plot twists and, and everything towards the end um you know you're and you're right it doesn't mean it's not entertaining but it's just a shame that there's absolutely nothing new there especially considering you know nahon jing who's all of his previous mm. films like whether it's stuff like the chaser or the yellow sea or we can talk a bit about the whaling now um he just that's not a horror that's it, not a horror of it that's it's a <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. Until you get to the last twenty minutes of the whaling, then it becomes a horror film. Um... <laughs> <laughs> okay, you still, you know, you'll see. The last twenty minutes of the whaling do become a more, much more of a horror film suddenly. But it's exactly. the, it's a lot of very similar themes, um, and you can tell it's not with the medium. You can you can tell it's like Nahonjing script. It's the the mm. same stuff about shamanism. Um, you know, whether or not things are real, whether or not they're really ghosts, whether or not there's really a god or a deity or finding out different stuff. Even, like, the, the way the plot actually advances, uh, I think, is similar to The Wailing, but The Wailing is just much more effective, you know? They provide a surprising twist of drama mm -mm -mm. than the medium. The medium didn't have it. It's just like a, a storytelling from, from day one to day ten. Yeah, that's right. It skips around, yeah. And the the whaling has really good acting as well, uh, which helps. It is. You, you know everything about it's really well done. Whereas obviously in the medium, as the found footage, fake documentary style stuff, acting is not really the it's not really the main thing for the film. So it's not it's not so convincing or anything in that respect. So the whaling and it, you know and this is 
you know, I've complained about the medium being too long, but the whaling at two hours uh, 35 doesn't feel too long. You know, if anything, it feels it like it, it could go longer. It could have been a three-hour film, and it still would have been great. I really it could be it could be three hours, yeah. Yeah, it's a fan, it's a fantastic film, and it's really hard not to watch the medium and think of the whaling. And <laughs> yes, and, and I also I think, agree. and maybe this this is what we'll talk about a, a bit more in detail afterwards. But for me, it's the influence here of it's a, a you know a big producer, director, writer like Nahon Jing. Mm then this film, you know, the medium obviously shoots in Thailand with a different director, but it's, you know, as the producer, he's the writer, everything like that. Mm. So for watching the medium, I kind of wonder what the balance between the director and the, the kind of producer mm. and whether it's a case of, you know, shooting, you know, shooting something in Thailand, whether that was the original plan, how the film actually was, what, you know, what the original idea or production plan for the film was. Whether they wanted to use because it's 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 not a very as we said original story. So whether or not the main part was just they wanted to shoot something in Thailand. Mm. So uh, I would say that it's a it's a movie with a Korean core mm, mm, mm. <laughs> and uh, covered with a Thai skin. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely agree. Okay. Yeah, Korean horror for me. I mean, it it always maintains the high tension and heavy loaded humanity issues in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which will raise the anxiety of audience mm. when watching it. And Thai horror will focus on the spooky treatment with separated squeeze sequence of jump scare, mm. which is easier for general audience. That's tr yeah, so, that, that, that's true. Yeah, which so, is, uh, is fine, but. Mm. Which which is fine when they will when they will uh, join together. <clears throat> it's a mixture. Perhaps this is a good 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 test. Um, I mean, I, I I don't know. I just don't. I don't think the mixture works too well because I think that <laughs> the problem with it being too long is that's a Korean problem for Korean films. Um, yeah. So many and and I think his other stuff like Na Hong other stuff like we said the whaling is is not a problem to be too long. His other one, the Chaser. Definitely mm -hmm. the same. It's a long film, but it could be longer. It's fantastic. But maybe with him not directing it, um, it feels like the way a lot of <laughs> other Korean films do. Like it, uh, whenever I see there's a Korean film coming, and I, I you know, when I do these other podcasts uh, for Eastern Kicks with Annie and stuff, like I just complain all the time about Korean films. As soon as I go over two hours, I know that there's going to be lots of wasted stuff in there that makes me think it's too long. And so I, I think that doesn't work the, the length which I do think is kind of more of a Korean thing um, I think some of the character drama parts that really just don't work as a result and it just seems yeah it, it definitely agrees it's got a Korean core and I just wonder if they just wanted to do something in Thailand so they got a Thai director uh, Thai crew and mm -hmm. just decided to shoot it that way even though, like all the shamanism stuff in the film feels more like Korean shamanism stuff to me it's as well as the whaling there, there's loads of other ones recently um on Netflix, there's one like a, I can't pronounce it probably, it's called like Svaha the Seventh Finger or Eighth Finger or Sixth Finger. I get these two films confused, right? There's Svaha the Seventh Finger and the Eighth Night, but they, it might be Seventh and Eighth round the other way. But either way, they're both, <laughs> either way, they're both about the same, exactly the same stuff. You know, shamanism, possession, spirits, uh -huh. you know. And it just seems to be, there's always been this kind of shamanism theme in Korean horror, which is usually pretty interesting. But it's been even more popular the recent years. So the medium kind of feels a bit like, to me, again, it just feels like a Korean 
shamanism story. What happens in the medium is not any different to what happens in a lot of Korean horror films. The plot it is. and everything. So it seems almost to me like they wanted to make this story, but they maybe wanted to make it... <laughs> yeah, or just do it. In a, yeah, they wanted to do it somewhere more um, exotic. Exotic. Everything. <laughs> you know, we, we used to see this in Hong Kong cinema. <laughs> you wanted to do something somewhere exotic, so go to Thailand, you know, to shoot a, a, right. a horror film for the mystery and the, the, the sinister oriental magic and stuff. So I think yeah. there's a little bit like that. I, I kind of got that feel. I mean, as we said before, like there's a lot of the the tourist footage or the landscape footage and stuff like that, which makes it seem, you know, not necessarily for the Thai audience uh, quite so much in that respect. So it does feel, yeah, it is. Korean core and a Thai skin is a good way to put it, but I think the Korean part has most influence kind of in this film. And I think yes. maybe that, that's kind of the, that, that's kind of a bit of the problem, I thought. Because they focus on the humanity issues, right? Of the, of the people, of what you would do. Mm. Uh, the, way, the way you treat about uh, when you encounter the, the evilness, then mm. your response will surely affect the next scene. Yeah, that's yeah. the that's that that's his a script. Mm -hmm. uh, in a Thai movie, Ben Joe's script wasn't like that. Everything no. was doomed. Once you did it, you have the revenge. Yeah, and yeah, once yeah. you did bad things, yeah. And mm. this is of course this is Buddhism. Yeah, and, mm -hmm. and Korean Korean uh, uh nine well, what was the name again? Honjo. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not I'm probably pronouncing it wrong anyway, but <laughs> I just try my best and say Nahonjing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The script is always uh, I, I like. Yeah, I, I like the script uh, being written like that. Well, for every step, you are changing the 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 ending. Mm -mm -mm. Although that's yeah. that's the problem with the medium, though, because his approach for films like The Wailing, uh, The Yellow Sea, and The Chase and stuff that works really well because right. you have camera. You sorry, you have proper characters, but. In the medium, you don't really have any characters because the film crew, uh, you know, people yep. behind the camera are completely random. Even when you see one or two of them in front of the camera later, it's like, what? Who's this? Who's this guy? You know, I don't recognize right, him. Right, you, never, you yeah. never introduce it. Yeah. Or, or, or introduce properly. Whereas in this one, it just seems like some random guys who have wandered in front of the camera and then suddenly you realize, wait, well, is that the sound guy? Maybe? <laughs> that doesn't yeah, really I, make any sense. So there's no... His his script absolutely yeah they yeah they, they change the stories you get more character development more character revelations about things which works really well but not in this kind of found footage thing where the camera <laughs> the camera people are just hidden behind there you don't know about them and it just the only real character in the medium is you know the old shaman and then the the daughter who starts going a bit crazy right exactly. it, it doesn't do a good job of like following the characters or giving you any of that so. Which I, I thought was a shame, and I, I, we don't know who is the director of the of the camera crew at all. Exactly, which comes back to my my question: as a found footage film stuff, like who edited yeah. it, who did the music, who is, you know, if this guy is a cameraman only, or if there's another director, we don't, we never, right, we, right, we never right, know. Right, and never. I, I think this film would have benefited for a, from a bit more like authenticity, or if yeah. they really wanted to make it fake documentary or something, they could have done it, but they just. <sighs> they just didn't.
Okay, I recall. I remember the 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 first uh documentary docu docu mm. docudrama movie was a the French movie. Is it the Man by Stock? Oh, that's a yeah, yeah. That's a classic. Okay, this is a classic, and and we all know the crew when mm -hmm. they are shooting. We we know that we know the we know the lead role in there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Apart from the from the main character mm -hmm. and the camera crew, we all know it. Uh, and they have a running get from for the for the sound man. The sound <laughs> man was dead, <laughs> and they keep going the other one. And the, that's and right. In the public, yeah, they have an interview. Yeah, yeah. that's that's quite entertaining. It was it was fantastic. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, like what what happened to your other sound guys? Uh, hmm. Right, right, right. <laughs> the one in Murora, and she exactly. was friend, and the girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like it. So yeah. this is. Uh, Okay, then we have a con some kind of conclusion, a semi-conclusion of some mm. footage. It should be, it should be more primitive and and broken and unclear images, and leave more room for audience to to feel their fear in there. And we have to introduce clearly about who's behind the camera or who yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, no I, the, I think that's, that's the, the most important part. That's you the essential of yeah. found footage. You, you could do one which doesn't need, even if you did one which wasn't primitive, which looked high budget, everything. That's okay, as long yeah. as you can make it convincing and you can say right. why it's that way. And that's kind of the problem with this one. Uh, it just mixes these three completely different types of found footage into one film. <laughs> Whereas you could, yeah, and you all you need to do is like just quickly establish the concept and then just stick with it and you'll have a much more believable and if it's more believable it'll be more creepy you know right yeah and the story should not be too complicated so and the medium wasn't very complicated yeah oh mm. but the the process the, the the procedure of uh haunting and uh exorcism is something it's quite quite complicated it is in that film. Yeah. 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 The, the storytelling is not very, it's not very good storytelling because it's a very, very, because it's quite cliche, it's a very, very simple story. And then yeah. they take two hours, 10 minutes to do it. And, and yeah, they make it overcomplicated, uh, which doesn't work. So, it, you know, if it was simplified, if it was like an hour and a half, yeah, it would be much, much better film. Right. And then not all of them will die. And probably at the ending, the, the camera crew or the, uh, I don't know, the cameraman or the director runs away. It's not clear. <laughs> and, no, 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 exactly. Yeah. It's, it's not. I can't even say for sure what happens at the end of the film. I mean, it's not. I mean, I, I'm uh, guessing anyone who's listening dies. is. Everyone dies. <laughs> well, it's not even. That's not. I mean, you assume that anyway, because that's every phone footage film is always everybody dies. But at the same time, like, yes, but, you, but it's not clear who's who. So when, when you see right. different right. ones running away right. and stuff, it's not clear which one it is. Since since the whole movie was like a documentary more than a found footage, so I I think they should the ending should not be the same as the found footage. Everyone die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, someone it's... someone escaped, that would be make the whole story much more better. Yeah, and they sell it and they edit, they make a lot of money, they have a nice life. You know, they, they, they put the music in, you know, they make it, you know, we, we suddenly see, <laughs> we suddenly see a picture of like, you know, Nahon Jang and Ban, and Ban Jong like running away. Going, right, yeah, right. yeah, we got the footage. We got the footage. Let's make a film. 
you know that, yeah, exactly. that would be a nice ending you know but all we need all we need is some captions and then and then <laughs> yeah even the you're right you, you could yeah you could fix it even just with some captions that's definitely true man right so it's it's definitely definitely like the discovery channel's uh documentary you could you could come up with that yeah yeah yeah. i i agree and that's and it's kind of a shame because uh i i think for me i was just really looking forward to it both because you know i like nahunjing stuff a lot i like banjan's earlier films uh you know we love stuff about black magic uh you know this mm -hmm. kind of like possession the supernatural I love found footage films and, and because it's been playing so many festivals and stuff, I was really, was really excited about this film. So I think that's the only reason. And I don't, I definitely don't hate it. It's not a, it's not like a terrible film or anything. It's just, it could have been a lot better, I guess is what I would say. So do you, do we recommend the medium? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you have over two hours to spend and plenty of patience, if you're, I, I think if you're just like a horror fan, just wanting to watch mm. a fine footage film or something. Um, I, I think if you, you know, you don't set aside the long time to watch it and you don't sort of prepare yourself to, I think people will get annoyed by it, uh, to be honest. Mm. I think the, the, there's some really, really cool scares in it, good atmosphere. There's some good footage. And, you know, we said it's nicely directed in that respect. But I think if you go into it, really thinking you're going to get a normal sort of found footage or scary film or anything, you're going to be pretty mm. disappointed. Probably a bit bored, to be honest. Um, and it, it, it's kind of a shame. But I, I would still uh, hesitantly recommend, <laughs> slightly, rec slightly recommend it. Slightly if I was going to rate it out of five, I would give it like two, two and a half stars out of five, 50%. So it gets All a pass right. mark. You know, but I don't love it. Okay, so you get fifty percent. But I think you you like it a bit more than me, I guess, right? I would surely recommend it with the the film, uh, uh, because I I am fancy with Thai movies anyway, <laughs> and yeah. Thai movies do not have much productions about found footage horror. Even this True. is not a successful one; it's an <laughs> experimental one or just a, a test. Okay, yes. and still. The, the movie was well directed uh, and mixed with a popular presentation of horror elements to mm. modern audience. If modern audience were fancy or get used to the rural background of Thailand mm. or, or, the, or, or the wilderness, there's mm. lots of uh, Southeast Asian horror from other territories mm. you can explore. That's true. So that, if you, that's true. Yeah, if you like this movie, it's okay. Even it's not perfect. And if you give him a 50% recommendation, <laughs> I will give a 75 at this time. Fair enough. So we can, we can balance out with like three, three out of five. So like 65% <laughs> recommendation. Well, no, well, I completely is, agree. What is the calculation? No, no, I no, no, put it this way. I completely agree with you. I think even though, yeah, it's got a lot of problems this film, but I think it's great that we're getting more films which are about kind of Southeast Asia and these kind of subjects and stuff. And you're right, it's great. To see, even if it's not successful, it's great to see someone trying found footage with this. So I think it's worth, it's a shame it's not a better film, but I really hope it will be popular and that more films like this will get made, both found footage and with the subject.
Okay, so there we go. We, we kind of recommend the, the medium. Um, we, we do hope more people watch it so we can see more films like this and uh, films which do a little bit better. But, but yeah, I ho hope you've enjoyed listening. And, and as Cub says, hopefully you've had a good Halloween, not your last Halloween. And, <laughs> yep. <laughs> and please, you know, do listen to the other episodes, subscribe, follow the podcast, check out Whiskey Bikini on social media. And yeah, there'll be more episodes soon. So, so yeah, happy Halloween, Cub. Hell, everybody has a happy Halloween. Mm. I'll see. I'll see the. <laughs> I'm expecting the, the murdering in the Halloween anyway. Yeah. Okay. Ciao, everyone. Ciao. Whiskey bikini. Whiskey bikini. Whiskey bikini. Whiskey bikini. Whiskey bikini. Whiskey bikini.